really interesting discussion. You're going to like this. This is a, it's a pretty fascinating situation that I don't think, uh, well, I certainly didn't know a lot about. Uh, Global News has been doing a deep dive into, it's sort of this gray area, really is the best way of putting it, a gray area of national security with people suspected of terrorist ties or terrorist activity or just a threat of terrorism around this person and what we do with them. Uh, we don't charge them, but we it's a really interesting discussion. And the person who's been digging into it is Stuart Bell, an investigative journalist with Global News, and he joins us now. Stuart, thanks for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Good afternoon. Yeah, so you've been taking a look at some of these classified government reports into this um, this gray area. Just describe it. Basically, these are people who are suspected of being threats of terrorist activity, possibly? Yeah, I mean, you know, when it comes to, to terrorism in Canada, we, we hear about the big, splashy arrests and charges. Um, but it turns out there's a whole other level of cases that are going on that we just don't hear about. And they're taking place kind of in this gray area of national security, as you said, where police are investigating people that they suspect um, are involved in terrorism, that they they suspect are threats to Canada's national security, um, they don't charge them, but they have been using a number of other tools to to deal with them. And that could include, uh, as we reported in our story, um, denying people passports, um, seizing their passports so they can't leave the country to, uh, to you know, engage in terrorism, to join foreign terrorist groups, uh, things like the no-fly list, yeah. uh, things like peace bonds even, which often have... Um, uh, attached to them, a, a ban on travel or having to surrender your passport. So it's just kind of the, I guess what we've kind of disclosed is this whole other level of uh, anti-terrorism that's going on that operates in this kind of fuzzy zone where it's not entirely transparent, it's not entirely clear, and the methods that are being used um, are having you know some impact, but uh, it's short of charging people. Okay, so just some of the specifics around and some of these cases, and I imagine, you know, it's not going to be a blanket that one size fits all, but at least in some cases, we must be talking about citizens or, you know, if we're talking about passports, we're talking about people that have access to Canadian rights and freedoms, right? Yeah, I mean, we're talking about Canadian citizens who have come to the attention of Canada's national security or, you know, RCMP, CSIS, whatever. Yeah. Um, because of their alleged activities. Do we know what and, kind of activity we're talking I mean, are, are, are they seen to be terrorist threats themselves or fundraising, facilitating, or is it all of the above? Yeah, well, it's, a, it's a mix of things. So the cases, I mean, these cases are very, very difficult to get access to, but they occasionally surface in, in courts, and this is where we found some of them. Um, so they include people who are alleged to have been training, uh, preparing to join ISIS, um, people who have are alleged to have gone overseas to um, to participate in terrorism in Pakistan, for example, targeting India, and are alleged to be involved in fundraising and facilitation of that. Um, there's a woman who lived in Edmonton at the time who was uh, accused um by investigators of having not only been a member of al-Shabaab, the Somali terrorist group, but of having uh, recruited and financed another um, Canadian to travel to Syria to join ISIS. So it's a whole it's a whole mix of kind of things that suggest their involvement, yeah. but for whatever reason, the, the authorities haven't had enough 
or haven't uh, brought charges against them. So what they do is deny them the right to travel, to leave the country. Now, first of all, that seems a little counterintuitive on some level, Stuart. I don't want to be extremely self-serving here, but at the same time, if you have somebody who you suspect of being a terrorist threat, confining them to the country seems counterproductive in some ways. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's that's been sort of the tactic, is to deny them the ability to travel through whatever means. Um, and you're right, it's, it makes sense on one level, but not on another. Yeah. So on, in one sense, if somebody wants to go overseas to join a terrorist group, um, uh, you know, they, why not let them go, I guess? Um, they're not Canada's problem anymore. Um, that would be the argument. Um, and, uh, and also accompanying that is our experience with cases where we have done that. We have denied travel to people, to extremists, and they have they've gone to plan B, which is basically, okay, I can't leave to join a terrorist group. I'm just going to take action here in Canada. Exactly. So you've had uh, the Aaron Driver attack in Ontario, for example, the two attacks in in uh, Ontario and uh, in Ottawa and St. John's in 2014. But on the other flip side of that, I guess, is the thinking that um, once Canadians do go abroad and join terrorist groups, they they then uh, receive training and indoctrination and networking, which they can then bring back to become even more dangerous upon their return to Canada. So it's a debatable tactic. Yeah. Um, Canada's taken the position that, um, that this is the way to go. This is part of their strategy is to deny travel. Um, but the, the issue is that they don't charge these people. That's the that's, thing, yeah. I mean, legally speaking, what does the law say? Can you do these sorts of things without laying any charges? I mean, do they have a right? Is there any recourse for them? A, a trial of any kind? Or is this just something the government can arbitrarily do to Canadian citizens? Well, it's not arbitrary, but there are there are provisions that which police have discovered they can lean on to uh, to do this, so there's a there's a national security clause in the passport uh, legislation. For example, it says that if you're deemed to be a national security threat, you can be denied, denied a passport. Um, there's a no-fly list, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, they, there are these things, and they do have a much lower threshold uh, that has to be proven in order to do them, which is why they're controversial, and why people like the, those that we spoke to in our story are complaining, saying that, you know, they really haven't had a chance to defend themselves against these these allegations uh, because the, the bar is set so low and much lower than a criminal trial. And on the other hand, you know, the terrorism, Canada's anti-terrorism criminal laws exist for a reason, and if people are engaged in terrorism, why aren't they being prosecuted for it? Yeah, it's it's fascinating. It really is. Stuart, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us and giving us a little background on this story. Thank you very much. That is Stuart Bell, an investigative journalist with Global News. If you want to read the story, uh, you can find it on the Global News website. Uh, there was one case in particular that's fairly well documented, a man from Montreal um, who has been sort of in this limbo, this this gray area for, for some time now, basically just told, no, that's it, you're not getting a passport. And uh, he's sort of been waiting and uh, it's been in and out of court and all kinds of things, but this happens more than you might think. And, you know, it's it's... I understand uh, the arguments from both sides, but at the same time, it's sort of, how can you just, arbit- I mean, like like Stuart said, okay, it's not arbitrary, but it, the government has a right to do this, and there, there's, there's no trial, there's no hearing, there's no court cases, it's just the power that police can use where they um, go ahead and put in this kind of restriction where you're not allowed to have a passport, that's it, end of story.